Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It seems the first class action surrounding concussion in AFL and AFLW is poised to launch on a legal front. So we'll learn more about that in the back part of this hour. Moza from Cobden had texted through, I was I had this on my list for crash. I never quite got to it. Did you see the dramatic final over of the women's cricket state final between South Australia and Tasmania? Fascinating finish, but just one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen in sport. Five wickets in the over. South Australia from a position where they couldn't lose. It was the worst choke since Yana Novotna. Um, gosh, that was something to behold. And and the, it just clips up neatly. You can watch it, all the madness in 60 seconds. If you haven't seen it, it, it very much is worth looking at. Uh, my snap judgment is that it was amazing to be part of Peter Duffy's 400th game for the Mentone Cricket Club on the weekend. Salute to you, Pete, from one of your teammates. So that's terrific. And snap judgment, Beth Mooney is amazing and remains underrated. Oh, and I like this one from James. I text Sam Edmund about this during Friday's show. Tom Green has signed for four years with GWS. I'm now concerned we will never see Tom Green to Richmond. I feel like we lost 30% of our trade bell material in one go. He was never leaving as it turned out. Anyway, a little bit of horse racing from the weekend. Sandown is the, it's the race course of my childhood. Wednesday afternoons, I used to skip sport where I could and duck along and see the end of the midweek card. I grew up just near VFL Park and Sandown. I love it. I think it's a brilliant racetrack hugely underrated and I'd be very sad to see it go so to see it host the Blue Diamond meeting was deeply satisfying and there was another part that took me back so I love horse racing I can trace that back to at Talak winning his Melbourne Cup Colin Hayes Michael Clark so they were the duo when I was a kid and then I really fell in love with racing around better loosen up so Colin Hayes hands over to David. Better loosen up, wins the Cox Plate. I think I've told you the story about being at Mooney Valley before. And then after the Japan Cup, he was the first horse that captured my heart. I worked in the media when Peter was training, when David had gone to Hong Kong, and when Tony McAvoy had Fields of Omar win for Lindsay Park in that Cox Plate. I went to Hong Kong for offsiders one year, and I sat down with David, and I interviewed him around the idea of training the next generation of trainers. And we'd gone out to Caulfield and we had some shots of a a young fella, Ben, who was in the stables when they were preparing their horses. He was eating his hot chips on the day. And David told me the story of how the next generation, he would bring the human side along as well as the equine side along. So for me, it was so fulfilling and particularly the colours when little bros did this for the for the empire that is the Hayes stable through the years in the Blue Diamond. It's the instructor with Exploring moving up on the outside, but Steel City's trying for a run on the inner and got chopped out. Then Extreme Threat back behind them, Little Bros. Then Brave Halo, Zolfa Cardon, Corleone, the instructor with 150 to go, grabbed by Little Bros. Little Bros takes the lead from Arkansas Kid, Don Corleone. Little Bros, it's Hayes again. Little Bros, three quarters of a length. Second, Don Corleone from Arkansas Kid or Brave Halo, and then came Dubinenko. 
10 through the generations, Blue Diamonds for the Hay Stable. Ben and JD were together. We've got to know Will through his footy career as well. So I feel like this generation of family we know well. Ben Hayes, congratulations. It's great to have you on SEN. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. What's, what does it mean to you to, to win these races in a family that's so storied in them? Um, there's a lot of satisfaction. Uh, we worked really hard. Uh, there's a lot of work goes behind the scenes with horses and trying to get them to win these kind of races. And you've got a whole team behind you. It's a bit like a footy team. Um, JD and I are just the face. So when you're able to get those results and, it's very special because the Lindsay Park history, I think we won it nine times before Saturday and to be able to be a third generation winner was very, very special for JD and I. So, no, very, very exciting. How aware are you, Ben, in the, the legacy that you inherit and the, the legacy that a couple of young fellas are determined to create for themselves? Yeah, um, obviously it's a big whirlwind. Uh, we've been training as a partnership for only two years and to do it in our second year, we're very lucky and we're, we're very lucky in regards that dad really set us up. He is a motto. The future belongs to those who plan for it. And he sure planned for it. Um, he gave both JD and I, Will and my sister, a really good um, life. And he really set us up well and we're all very hard workers and we want to try and get the best results. And, yeah, for him to give us these facilities has given us every opportunity to do it. So we're very thankful for that. So you you have the preparation and then there's the, the determination as well. Was there ever a stage, Ben, where you resisted it or were you always in on it that, that you loved what the, the family did and you wanted to be part of that business? Well, actually, I actually didn't really get interested in horses until I was 15, 16. Um, Dad never exposed me to the stables uh, I went to school I played football I wanted to be an AFL footballer when I was younger um, I was all focused on that and then the horse side of it just naturally came to me I've always been a animal lover um, I love all sorts of animals and enjoy working with them and I was just very lucky dad had a whole stable full of horses so I was naturally you know um interested in it and I got more and more interested in it. I started riding the horses, started working in a stable and that's how we brought up all four of us kids. Um, Sadie and Will also have done the same thing. So he's not pushed us. He's never made us come into work. We've got to want to do it. The rule was though, if we committed, we had to do it. We had to go in. So there's a good way to do it. I think yeah. it's, not, it's not, a, it's not your job. It's your life. So what are these days like Ben and keeping in mind that you just had a group one taken off you on protest at Sandown. And so that's probably fresh in the mind as well. And, and then you get to these big races. How, how much, how much is at stake on those days? Oh, it sure does. Um, like the, the highs and lows of racing are extreme. Uh, there's a lot more lows. If a trainer's going well, he's got a strike rate of 15, 16, 17%. So you're only winning 17% of the time and losing the rest. So you become a really good loser <laughs> in the racing industry. Um, so you've got to enjoy those when you have the special horse and when you have the result that you've planned uh, to get to it and you do it, you really got to enjoy it because it's so hard to do. 
and the adrenaline and the emotion, which you were very generous in sharing with us uh, straight after the race. How does it hit you? It it hits you big time. Um, There's lots of emotion. Uh, I was shaking, like my whole body was with adrenaline. Um, I was a little bit in shock. I couldn't believe it just happened. You dream about it going to bed, but when it actually happens, it's a very surreal feeling. So um, both Jadie and I are very happy. I'm not normally one that gets emotional, but I I did, which is rare. Uh, It was a it was a very important big group one for us and the horse was a stallion. So there was a lot of results in the results. So yeah. no, it was good. And just tell us a little bit about little bros. So was it a, um, uh, not a, a struggle, but how important was it to keep him in Australia rather than have him head off elsewhere? Is that part of that story? Yeah. So we, um, he was bought at the magic millions. Uh, we bought him for 200,000 and we specced him, uh, at, $200,000 and spec means we bought it with our own money and backed ourselves to sell it down and about five ten minutes after we bought it dad rang up from Hong Kong and said oh I really like that pairing <laughs> can that you boys bought I'm going to take that for Hong Kong and he got one of his lovely clients to take it um, which he did Mr. Peter Young and he took it 100% and the whole idea was to get him ready to hopefully go to Hong Kong if he's good enough uh, we broke him in he was building up beautifully, and we thought, oh, he's looking quite good. Um, so we rang Dad and asked, and Dad said, yeah, well, if you think it can, go for it. And we had a go, and he ran second on debut, and he did everything wrong. And then we thought, oh, all right, let's let's see how he pulls up, pulled up well. Okay, let's target the um, the race at Sandown, um, Merson Cooper. And he won. And because he won that race, that was the only reason he stayed in Australia because we were able to convince Mr. Peter Young um, that we thought we could win a Blue Diamond. So that's how the story goes. And uh, they don't often happen, uh, but that's that's how it happened. And uh, we got to enjoy it, both Jadie and I. I love that image of of Dad cherry-picking your purchases. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, he doesn't cherry-pick them. But um, Perrin Cantor is a very popular horse. Uh, in Hong Kong, uh, a couple have gone really well up there, so they are interested in that style of stallion. So um, he would have been a ripper in Hong Kong. Unfortunately, he's too fast now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he might be bound here. So uh, after a blue diamond, do, do you take aim at the golden slipper with him? Oh, I, 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 I think he got it. Um, it's lovely. It's three weeks to the race. Got a bit of time for him to get over the good performance. Uh, we'll look after him, get him back to the farm. We'll do a lot of work in his Sydney leg, and um, I think he'll be re- very competitive. He hasn't ever ran bad for us, so I can't see him running bad again. How's the stable shape up over the next sort of what is it six weeks with these peak races over the next three in Melbourne, and then the uh, the run to the championships in Sydney? Yeah, uh, it's looking quite good. Um, we've got a nice mare called Exolita. Uh, she's heading to Coolmore, um, which is a mare's race in Sydney. We've got the two Golden Slipper horses, Arkansas Kid and Little Bros. Um, and then we've also, touch wood, we've got Mr. Brightside in the All-Star Mile yep. and hopefully General Roy as well. So that, And they're both $5 million races on the same day. So it could be a big, 
Saturday in three weeks' time. <laughs> we wish you the very best of luck with them. Ben, thanks for spending a bit of time with us today and, uh, and all power to you. It's great to watch your generation carry the Hayes name on. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Good on you. Ben Hayes there. So training in partnership with JD. Will being the, the other brother who we've got to know on the AFL circuit. Sons of David, who's the son of Colin. It's a, it's a tremendous lineage. There's there's a bit of that in Australian racing right now with the Cummins, 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 <laughs> the Bart Cummings name and and the Hawks stable, which uh, or they train in partnership as father and son. And we get to share in that on Wednesdays on this program. 0433 98 11 16, temper a mattress like no other. You can call 1300 736 736, the EFS open line, delivering simple freight solutions. It's lunch in Wellington. New Zealand's lead is 99. So I reckon they need to get beyond about 240 to see if they can hold England at bay. Five wickets down, so there's a lot that rests with Kane Williamson in this next session of play. We'll bring Gareth Hall into the studio. I feel like I feel like we knew the answer to this question. The best horse in the country is Animo. I think that's beyond dispute. He brained them again in Sydney on the weekend. He's going to need a bit of the competition from Melbourne, I think, to be truly challenged. There's a lot of good stuff there. And then we'll tell you about the the class action that is looming on behalf of AFL and AFLW players. That is, that is bound for the legal system. So we'll find out exactly what that is and what the, the claims of fault are over recent years. We'll tell you more about that during this hour. Melbourne's weather, showers easing, a top of 20 for city power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs.